0: The shortest talk I've ever given in my life. Y'all ready? Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you've learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. This is what Paul writes uh, near the end of his letter to his friends in Philippi. This is how he closes down the teaching portion of his letter before he says a few personal remarks, and then that's it. That's the end of Philippians. Let me read that again. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. So there's just a couple things that I want to talk about from this little passage that we're looking at tonight. Um, and the very first thing is that that word that Paul uses for think when he says think about such things means to meditate on, to meditate on with the goal of obtaining So Paul isn't saying merely think about these things. He's saying dwell, reflect, meditate on these things with the goal of incorporating them into yourself. Meditate on these things. He then says, go beyond thinking and put it into action. Do the things that you've been taught. And if you do, you will know peace. Like we talked about last week, that means you will know wholeness. You will know completeness. In short, you will know God. This passage, uh, to me, when I read it this week, sounds a lot like what Paul writes in Romans 12, where he says, don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be transformed by the renewing of your mind from the inside out. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. That's ultimately what we want to be, what we want to be about as a community. Transformation, renewal, maturity, becoming more like Jesus. We say every week, I said it at the beginning tonight, that you're accepted here just as you are. And that is true for every single person in this room, myself included. We've said it just about every Tuesday for the last 29 years. And it's true. I stand by it. I am deeply committed to it. And as I also said at the beginning, it's also true that we don't want any of you to stay the same. I think it's really easy for us to fall into a, a spiritual stagnation trap. I think it's really easy to think that once you come to believe in Jesus, all your sins are forgiven in life is basically about waiting to die <laughs> or for Jesus to come back. We kind of just have to get through this part until the good part, right? Right. And it's just not true. Things don't stop there. There's so much more for us now. So much more growth, so much more maturing, so much more joy as we join Christ to be more and more conformed to his image. As we learn to die to ourselves and live for Christ. As we learn to shed our false selves and live out of our truest selves, the people that God created us to be. This life with God here and now, though far from perfect, (laughs) is such a gift to be enjoyed, not squandered in stagnation. But the fact of the matter is, God isn't going to force Christ-likeness on you or me. God isn't going to force sanctification, which is the process of becoming more and more like Christ. God's not going to force that on anyone. Though, trust me, I have begged him millions of times at this point to please do that for me. <laughs> God in his infinite love and grace will not force himself on anyone. So this is something that you're going to have to put effort into, right? This is something that you have to be intentional about. If you want to live life to the fullest, you're going to have to join God in a very active way. There is no passive option. And we, as a church, as a community, want to be part of that with you. And when I say you, again, I'm talking to every single person in this room every single person who's hearing my voice right now. And I'm also talking about me. (laughs) I want someone to be this for me. We want to be a part of helping you join God in a very active way. So you're welcome and accepted here just as you are. And we hope you don't say the same. We hope being a part of this community encourages and challenges you to grow, to be more like Christ, to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so our call is pretty simple. Our call is to put this scripture that we just read from Philippians into practice every time we come together. Every time we come together on a Tuesday night, we will think about, we will dwell, we will meditate on whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, excellent, or praiseworthy. We are pointing our lives in the direction of, of Christ and we are moving in that direction together. That doesn't mean we're going to pretend like evil doesn't exist, like I talked about last week. It doesn't mean that we're going to ignore the evil and suffering and brokenness or darkness of the world around us, which are all very real. (laughs) But it does mean we're going to courageously choose hope in the face of despair. We lament brokenness and evil. We love and serve the littlest and least, and we will do so without losing sight of hope. Make no mistake, I think if we actually do this together, it will crush us. (laughs) But we won't give in to despair. We won't give in to the cowardice of our age and our culture, which is uh, the nihilism that inevitably results from relentless deconstruction. I'm not trying to say that deconstruction is cowardice necessarily. So if you're currently in a phase of deconstructing your faith, I don't want you to feel like I'm attacking you. Because especially initially, taking a really hard look at what you believe and why and taking things apart takes a lot of guts and can be incredibly painful and difficult and also valuable. At least it has been for me. But we can't stay in deconstruction forever. It's a liminal space that inevitably gives way to nihilism, which is the easiest way out and also the lifeless way out. It's relatively easy to take things apart. It's a hell of a lot harder to put them back together. It takes a lot more courage to put them back together. And it's even harder still to build something new. I am tired of taking things apart. I want to build something. And that starts with courageously choosing hope in the face of despair. So again, we aim in the direction of Christ and we move there. And in doing so, we pursue meaning and purpose, and hope, in a culture that isn't simply uh, just looking for purpose and meaning in the wrong places, but in a culture that no longer finds meaning in anything, and cowardly chooses nihilism. So every week, like we're doing tonight, we get together to refocus and reorient our lives and our hearts towards Christ, to meditate on whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent or praiseworthy. We find purpose, meaning, and hope in Christ. We'll work together to create opportunities for us to put what we're learning and claiming into action. But that's going to require commitment from all of us. Committing to participate or lead or facilitate opportunities to move beyond just contemplating these things that Paul calls us to. To move beyond that into loving action. It's going to take all of us committing to courageously choose hope and pursue Christ individually and communally. And the promise to us that we read in our passage tonight is that God will continue to meet us here. As we're transformed by the renewing of our hearts and minds, as we're putting into action, as we're putting our words into loving action, as we're growing towards Christ, we will know wholeness. We will know completeness. In short, we will know God. Will you pray with me? God, I am uh, so grateful for a community of people that helps me uh, remember what the truth is. A group of people that continually reminds me to choose hope in the face of despair. God, I pray that uh, you will continue chasing after each one of us. And God, I pray that we as a community will grow together to chase back after you. God, we choose you over anything and everything else. Thank you for loving us. Amen.